Hello, my name is Paul Boag and you're listening to Digital Insights. And in today's podcast, I want to talk to you about building your email list. Because depending on your audience, encouraging newsletter signups is one of the best ways of building a long-term connection with your users. While people fail to visit your site regularly and may easily miss your updates on social media, your audience, especially if it's a B2B audience, will check their email regularly. However, growing your mailing list can be frustrating and so many end up resorting to extreme approaches such as full screen overlays and manipulative text. Many even buy in lists. However, although those approaches will grow your list, they will irritate many people and result in a low quality list which is regularly reported as spam. So in this podcast episode, I want to give you an overview of the critical things you need to consider when developing your newsletter sign-up strategy. The opportunity to promote your newsletter is only really limited by your imagination. Just a few of the approaches that I use myself and I recommend to my clients are things like putting your newsletter sign up in your email signature, regularly updating social media about your newsletter. Uh, I put it at the end of every webinar and speaking engagement I carry out. I also promote it sometimes with Facebook advertising, Google or LinkedIn. I also include a link to it when I write guest posts and with some of my clients, we include it in physical marketing material too. And the list goes on. But my favorite method is newsletter swaps. In other words, I approach other list owners who have the same audience that I wish to reach, but are not direct competitors. And I suggest an exchange. I promote their newsletter in my mailings and they do the same in return. Of course, the most obvious place to promote your newsletter is on your website. And many of the above techniques that I've just talked about will require you to send people to your website in order to sign up. However, before you can promote your newsletter anywhere at all, you first of all need a clear idea of exactly what it is that you're promoting. If we want people to sign up to our newsletter, we need to offer them something compelling. I'm shocked at just how many websites simply invite people to sign up to the newsletter with no reason as to why people should bother. Creating a compelling offering consists of two parts, the benefits of the newsletter itself and an incentive to encourage people to sign up. Let's look at the incentive first, as this often is known as a lead magnet. A lead magnet is something that you can give to all new subscribers of your newsletter. They can range from eBooks to free courses, and the possibilities are really only constrained by your capability to deliver. So for example, if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get instant access to a guide introducing you to five tools I use to grow my mailing list. If you're looking for some inspiration, there is a great post over at Optin Monster, which has an extensive list of lead magnets that you might want to check out. That said, I would share three pieces of advice when it comes to selecting a lead magnet. First of all, make it relevant. Your lead magnet should relate to your offering. Ideally, your lead magnet would actually vary depending on the context. Second, make it digital. Physical incentives are going to be expensive and they also fail to provide that instant gratification that people love when they sign up. You want something people can immediately make use of. And third and finally, make it useful. Your lead magnet should help your audience overcome a pain point or achieve a goal. However, your lead magnet is not going to be enough by itself. You also need to be able to demonstrate that the newsletter is actually a value. If you don't demonstrate that the newsletter is a value, then people are going to unsubscribe as soon as they've received the lead magnet. 
Also, by demonstrating that the newsletter is useful, you can further encourage people to sign up. Your newsletter has to be primarily focused on providing the subscriber value, not extracting value from them. Anything less and you're going to lose subscribers faster than you're going to gain them. And those who do remain aren't going to be very engaged with your mailing list. Therefore, as with your lead magnet, your newsletter has to be relevant and useful. That means you need to do more than product promotions and discount codes. Look, discount codes can be useful if somebody is ready to buy, but they will provide no value to anybody else. Ask yourself, what advice and support can you provide your audience? How can you help users address those pain points that they have or reach their goals? Once you have a picture in your head about your benefits that you're providing, you can turn your attention to communicating that. Now, communicating your offering is tough because there is a lot to cover. Ideally, you want to focus on the benefits of signing up, cover the specific features of your newsletter and address any concerns a user might have. Now, we've already touched on the benefits, but let's talk about the features and concerns because they're worth further mentioning. When a user is considering signing up for a newsletter, they've got lots of questions. Questions such as, what if they sell my email address to a third party? What if the content's rubbish? What if it's hard to unsubscribe? What if they send me too many emails? What if they pressure me into buying? What if, what if, what if? Ideally, you want to answer as many of these questions as space allows. In particular, let users know that you're not going to share their email address, how you often you intend to email them, what kind of content your emails will contain, and that you make it easy for them to unsubscribe. Now, I realize this is a lot of information to convey in addition to the benefits of signing up in the first place. How much of this you can cover will depend on where and when you're promoting your newsletter sign-up form. There are many different ways of presenting your call to action that encourage users to sign up. On my site alone, at the time of uh, recording this podcast, I utilize five different techniques. I have an exit intent overlay, a sticky side column form, a newsletter option in the navigation, a call to action in the body of many of my posts, and a sign up form in the footer. Now, that might seem like overkill. However, not every call to action will be visible to every user and each offers me an opportunity to communicate in varying levels of detail. For example, my sidebar leaves very little room to communicate anything other than the basics, while the link in the navigation leads to a landing page entirely dedicated to the newsletter. Which approach you adopt will depend on your circumstances. However, I would recommend that you do create a newsletter landing page. That's because you can link to this when promoting your newsletter elsewhere. Another piece of advice I would offer is to pick your moment carefully. Many websites display a newsletter overlay the moment someone first hits the site. And in most cases, this makes little sense as the user has had no opportunity to decide if the site is relevant to them. When the right time is to ask for people to sign up will vary depending on your site. However, I would encourage you to inject calls to action for your newsletter into the users in journey rather than interrupt it with an overlay. The only time really I consider using an overlay is when the user is about to abandon the website, which is why you'll see an exit intent uh, overlay on my own website. Yes, overlays are an excellent way of drawing attention to newsletter sign-up. However, you risk alienating your audience and there, is, there are many other ways of drawing people's attention to newsletter call to action. 
In truth, drawing people's attention to a newsletter sign-up form is much the same as any other call to action. And I've written extensively on calls to action design before, and so I won't repeat myself in detail here. However, a few of the te techniques you might wanna consider to draw people's attention to your form will be things like position, avoid the right-hand column as people tend to ignore right-hand columns, instead place the call to action where people are actually looking in the content of the page. Second, there's subtle animation. Although you want to avoid anything too irritating, the use of um, subtle animation is a great way of grabbing people's attention. For example, on my site, there is a sticky sidebar that draws the eye because it behaves differently to all of the other elements on the page. Then there's color. Using contrasting colors makes a call to action stand out. However, be wary that a significant portion of the population is colorblind, so don't rely on that technique alone. And then, of course, there's imagery. From arrows pointing at a call to action to pictures of faces that grab people's attention, there's a plethora of subtle and not so subtle ways of using imagery to focus people on your newsletter sign up form. There are many different approaches you could adopt, but these should be a good starting point for you. At this point, you should have a pretty good idea of how to grab the user's attention and encourage them to sign up. However, you're not done. You also need to consider what happens when the user has signed up. What happens when somebody signs up to your newsletter? It's critically important because it's very easy to lose somebody who has already expressed an interest. In most cases, the user has to confirm their sign up for a start. And that means after clicking subscribe, they get sent an email asking them to confirm and they will receive a message in their browser telling them to check their email. Unfortunately, many subscribers are lost at this stage because they don't realize they need to confirm their subscription or because the email is lost in their spam folder. Now, to overcome these problems, I recommend creating a dedicated page that users are redirected to after submitting their email address that provides specific instructions and contact information if they can't work out how to confirm their subscription. But even that's not the end of the process. There is one final important thing to consider. You have to deliver on the promises you've made. The process starts with their onboarding sequence, which you send to users immediately after they followed up. It um, consists of a welcome email, often followed by several additional emails, introducing them to the very best of what you have to offer. Every one of these has to provide real value and not just sell your products and services. The best way of growing your mailing list is to provide value to your subscribers consistently. Not only will this prevent people from unsubscribing, it's also going to lead to recommendations. Now, if you follow the advice in this episode, you will build your mailing list faster than you've ever done before. However, there's always room for improvement and that's why testing needs to lie at the heart of your approach. It's vital to experiment with different lead magnets and different wordings on your calls to action. Slight variations can make all the difference. So in truth, you're never really done with optimizing your newsletter sign up.